Andrew Sebbles with us along with the guy Hefelt. Fellas, good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Uh, both you guys got your uh, appendix? Yes. Okay. It's, it's backing me up nicely. <laughs> well, I think Mike. I do. I might have, you know, I've, I've might have. Could they have well, operated on you, Andrew, and not, you not realised it? Yeah, you I think might have lost, they might have lost it down some, yeah, might have lost it some, down some dark alleyway. Yeah. In, the, in the in the past. But no, I think I've got it, yeah. Mike, I was 28 when I had my appendix out. Mike, I've just had my appendix out two years ago. I was age 73, so we're all over the place. The only reason I raised it is Elbon's not at the F1 this weekend because uh, he's he's had appendicitis, so um, he got to play Spider-Free, so, which was quite exciting. Guy, tell me what the hell's going on with the cricketers. What's the matter with us? Yeah, uh, I think this is the start of a, of a fairly uncomfortable, I, I think would be the correct word to use for this team, an uncomfortable period. I, I think they're a little bit off the pace these days. Um, across all three formats, particularly the test arena, I think we might see a little bit of a lull for the Black Caps and, and that side of things for a while. Look, Australia are, are, are probably the best. New Zealand has been the number one ranked team in the world in ODI cricket now, but I think I think it's fair to say Australia is the best team in the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, the bowling is good. It's the batting that always seems to let them down at the moment. Uh, exactly. It's, it's Just the old, quick check. It's the old problems. Quick check, sorry. Are you back from holiday? Are you still on A slash L? Today is my first day back, Mike. It's it's, uh, it's tough to get back into it, I've got to okay, say. Okay, especially after 18 Roll weeks. Incredible. Second question. <laughs> why, weeks, yeah. What's with this Cairns thing? What's going on with Cairns? Why are we playing in Cairns? Well, because well, it's warm enough. No, for, well, yeah, possibly that. And also, why I, are we I always playing Cairns? Whether, it's always warm. I do wonder whether Australia were like, well, maybe it's the Black Caps will play them up there, not in a massive city. And they would have to contend with the AFL finals and the NRL finals. I wonder ah. if that had something to do with it. Which brings sure. us to the next question, Andrew, which is Thursday night for the All Blacks. Uh, this is this is not the way it should be. Well, if they want... I oh, know it is, it is bizarre, but if they wanted to play in Melbourne at this time of year, they have to avoid the AFL. Yeah. Don't know. Well, that tells um, you something about sport. Did you see that media deal that was done with the AFL last week? Massive. Four and a half billion dollars. That's that that puts rugby in Australia in real perspective, doesn't it? Because I can tell you that the broadcasting rights for Australian rugby are not four and a half billion dollars. In fact, they don't even have a B in them. Oh, look, obviously, Melbourne or Victoria State pitched in with a fair amount of money, which they normally do for events, right? But it's a bizarre time to have a rugby union test in the heartland of AFL. Yeah. And saying I it, it, goes, I think it goes Sydney Swans, Sydney Swans, and uh, Brisbane Lions are, are in the semi-finals. So exactly. that just goes to show AFL is no longer just a modern sport. Hasn't, hasn't been, been for years. And, and that's yeah. and we should be looking at that because that's an expansionary sport. That that started, geez, I'm guessing a bit, but at least 20 years ago. And you thought, you know, and you went to Fremantle, so it went out west. It went into Port Adelaide. You know, it's all over the place, and it's it's a truly Australian sport now. And that's I that's. Feel- that's a blueprint of a great, great campaign. But I also feel like New Zealand would be very good at AFL. It's got a little bit of um, the bull rush type mentality to it. It's obviously a lot of kicking, a lot of running. Mm. I feel like it would suit New Zealand down to the ground if they poured some resources into it. The more it. I've watched, the more I enjoy. I mean, I used to, my dad lived in Australia. I used to travel across to Australia. And we'd, he was a big Demons fan and we'd go to the MCG and watch the, um, watch the Mighty D's. And I've always loved it. But the more I've watched lately is the more I enjoy it as a sport because it's spectacular as, as an mm-hmm. exercise in athleticism apart from anything else. And w- once you've watched it for a while, it's not that hard to work out. Initially, no. you don't know what the hell's going on, but if you watch it for a while... And I, what I enjoy, Mike, is just the, the, the atmosphere and the pure tribalism. That's what uh, yeah, exactly. me to it. Oh, yeah, no, it, it, 
It, it, On it's the a athleticism, bit... some of those players run a half marathon every game. Easy. Every single game. Easy. And they're all, bu- they're all built brilliantly, too, and the skill involved. What is the... Um, so back to Thursday night. So I'm assuming we will beat Australia, Sable. Can, can we not say that? Not while... Well, uh, if they play like they did in Hamilton, but they've been so inconsistent lately. But I, I think the Hamilton game, well, we probably said that about Joburg. Maybe the shackles have been broken. More time Joe Schmidt and Jason Ryan, their new assistant coaches. Uh, it would be a surprise if they didn't beat the Wallabies on Thursday night. Yeah. Would it? Would it? Would it really? Yeah, At the yeah, moment, yeah, would it yeah. be a surprise? If, look, if that, if that, hey, if that forward pack, if that forward pack plays like it did against uh, the Pumas and Hamilton, the Wallabies won't um, won't mm. last with them. I think it would be a surprise if they lost both of these games against Australia. I don't think it would be a surprise if they lost one in the current climate with the All Blacks team. Yeah, I think I called it last week. We lose and then we come back to Eden Park and win. Isn't that yeah. the, isn't that the script for the year? Which has been so many times have over a week, the years, ha- but, lose, but, but, have a week's worth of moaning, and then we go and thrash them at Eden Park. <laughs> but surely they're sick of that, aren't they? Isn't it time to, to, to cast off that inconsistency yep. and knuckle down and play well for two games in a row, for goodness sake? Couldn't agree more. Uh, do you have? Did you know any of the players in the tennis over the weekend, Guy? Yeah, I watched a lot of the tennis in the last couple of weeks, actually. Did you um, know I'm who really... those people are in the final, though? Carlos Garcia, uh, Carlos, Carlos Alcaraz, Carlos Garcia Alcaraz. And yeah, well, see, did, did you even know his name, Guy, even though you watched even, the damn thing? Mate, he knows him. He knows his middle name. Because <laughs> to, exactly, to most of us, he's Carlos Alcaraz, but then he calls himself Carlos Garcia Alcaraz. Uh, and Casper Ruud is, is one of the more up-and-coming players as well. Okay. I've, I've actually thoroughly enjoyed it. So this, has been, been, this has been good for the game, you reckon? Well, no, I'm not sure about that. Oh. I think some of the matches have been outstanding. Uh, but I do worry, and I've said this for years now, I do worry about the next uh, generation, I suppose, or the next... The next you, can, you can't say you've said stuff for years. You haven't been around long enough to say that guy. You're only 18 years old, for go. God's sake. I've said this for years. I mean, well, give... no, I could say it for years. It'd be two years, technically. <laughs> Detroit Lions are down uh, 38-35, two minutes to go against the Philadelphia Eagles. The reason I mention that is the programme Hard Knocks is on ESPN at the moment. Have either of you guys seen that this year? Oh, a little bit. Hey, just back to the tennis, Mike. Um, you know, there's always been reports changing of the guard last week, changing of the guard this, changing of the guard that. You just know that those big players will come back and start winning again. Well, they have I, don't, to. I don't think that... Look, I don't think the current generation of players have got it in them to Couldn't win agree more. grand slams Couldn't agree consistently. More. Uh, that's, no. why, that's why I asked Guy the question, but he wasn't experienced enough to be able to understand the nuance of what oh, I was trying oh, to suggest oh. there. <laughs> and then that is, I look at these guys, and, and the problem with these tournaments is, yes, it's great to see people who get a break that would never have got a break, but they're not up to it. They're not, you're, not, you're not looking at these guys going, that's Nadal, that's Djokovic, that's Lindell, that's, right. that's McEnroe. That's right. and, that's... And, I, and I don't think we will for a long, long time. No, I tend to agree. Hard Knocks <laughs> is worth a look, though, by the way. It's on the Detroit Lions this yeah, year. No, I've heard it. Yeah, And, yeah. and it's, it's, it's well worth it because they're a useless site. They're like useless beyond useless. What I find fascinating about programs like that is you go inside the camp of any sporting organisation and they're all essentially saying the same thing to each other. They're all going, we're going to win, and we're dedicated to win, and we're born to win, and we want to win, and we're desperate to win, yada, yada, yada. And some of them do, and some of them don't. So it's more than just yelling at each other in the, you know, in the locker room each day, as far as I can work out. Especially in American football, which is very technical, Especially right? in American football. Very technical. Um, yeah, you can't, you know, you've got to have your wits together and your game plans in line. Yeah. I'm stunned we've got this far through without you talking about what I suspect is, I was going to say your sporting highlight, but maybe even your highlight of the year at Pookie last. Did you see that race yesterday? Did you see the last race yesterday? 
Yep, I, I, I saw bits of it, yeah. Okay, am I right about SVG or am I right about SVG? I think well, you me, you've right always about been SVG. right about him. I mean, that's, he one is, are, that's one thing you are right about. He's like, SVG. he is the man. I mean, I, I don't know. There's also a program called Inside the Line, which looks inside the Triple Eight Racing Team, and they did a program on him in particular. And all of the people who are involved in Triple Eight Racing say he's the best driver they've ever seen. I mean, McLaughlin's we, great. We, yes, we, he's great. But, but we, we, yeah, no we one's watching the start SVG. of it. In the we were watching the start of it in the office. Guy might remember where the office is. I don't know. You may need. I'm here at the moment, Andrew. Believe oh. it or not. Oh, starting <laughs> early. Had to use Google Maps to get here, but I'm here. <laughs> had your pass and, expired and, at the door? Sorry, what was it? Did your pass expired at the door? <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to sweet talk security to let me in, yeah. Not surprised. He's now sitting beside me in the office. I've rifled through all his drawers over the past eighteen weeks. I've eaten all the food in there. There's nothing left, mate. <laughs> hey, just back to oh, no, he 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 started eighth on the grid, and yes, we all looked at each other in the office and said, you know he's going to do it. You know he's still going to win, right? Yep. Even though he started from eighth. What what an absolute, uh, I mean, superb drive number one. But just the way he did it yep. in the end. Yep. To be fair, and the record will not show it because everyone forgets it, Will Davidson, who was leading, uh, probably would have won the race if they hadn't butchered oh, his tyre yeah, change. Yeah, the pit stop. Yep, and he yep, had to yep. do a drive-through penalty because they didn't put the nut on the wheel and the wheel was going to fall off anyway. That gifted him a problem. But uh, what's his name? Waters, who was in front, Cam Waters, uh, freaked out. And he blew it and allowed them all back in. So so he's, oh, he's, no, he's the best two, of the best. One or two laps to go, he pulled out to another half-second lead. 100%. And I thought, oh, OK. But, but then, but then um, Shane Van Gisbergen again just, just, just mowed him down. One thing I took out of that, Mike, from yesterday, watching the fans on the hill, what a great shame motor racing has gone from Correct. that track, Correct. which is not the world's greatest track, but it's got something about it. It's got history. There's a magic it's to it. Very, it's a very different form of, of a motor racing track. It's fast. It's exciting. And you know in a couple of years, mate, the whole thing will be bold and there'll be another bloody subdivision shoved on it. You know yeah, that. Yeah, there will be. There will be. And such is so-called progress. Well said. Uh, nice to see you guys. And Guy, enjoy you for what time's morning tea? <laughs> well, uh, Sam's, eating, Sam's eating all my food, so I'm going to have to go, hey, the go trolley, raid the, the trolley come, The trolley comes around at 10 o'clock, mate. You know that. Oh, mate. the trolley. Good old TVNZ. You wait till you merge with RNZ. There'll be double trolleys all over the place. Nice to see you guys. Andrew Savile and Guy Havel for another week. 